All right, Chad, we're recording now. How you doing? I'm doing well. Excellent. That's how we start the podcast now. I'm doing well. We're recording now. We're recording now. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. We are recording. That's my that's my new fun catchphrase. That's good. I like it. <laughs> I'm going to get a morning zoo job any day now. <laughs> um, <laughs> or NPR, one of the two. Mm. Either way, I'll have the toilet flush sound ready. <laughs> at the ready. Right, NPR's uh-huh. really gone to the dogs. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Come on. Oh, so what's new? Uh, it was my daughter's birthday today. Oh, I know. God. I know. Big news. Is it? She's eight years old. Jesus Christ. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you're dying. I you're knew s- that I knew that would be your reaction. Would be time has passed. Eight years worth of time has passed. I just hate it. I hate the fact that time keeps passing and that I'm slowly decaying and falling apart. Um yeah, that's a that's I guess good for her and terrible for me. So <laughs> That's what I go. told her. I was like, This is good for you, but terrible for Tristan. <laughs> you were like Hooray for me, but fuck you, is what you said. She said something today, like something like, nothing can stop the hours from moving, <laughs> or something like that. Uh, you know, I still remember one of uh, one of our, our friends, Sally, mm-hmm. one of her children once said, time is so squishy. <laughs> and I said, damn, that is one deep kid. Sally, mm-hmm. you did a fuck ton of acid. <laughs> Wow, that must have been in your DNA. Mm-hmm. All that, all them crazy drugs. That does not surprise me. One of her children said that. <laughs> so squishy. Ah, uh, shit. Yeah. yeah. So that was, that was my big thing today. Yeah, my big thing today was selling comic books I, to. That's great. The unwary masses <laughs> who didn't know that it was going to corrupt them. Did it actually corrupt them? Though? Oh hell yeah. Okay. They will believe a man could fly, and that's going <laughs> to fuck them up when they start getting to the edge of buildings, and they'll be like... They walk onto the street, and just spider legs burst out of their backs. And yeah, exactly. they just start shrieking. Yeah, I think so. I think that's kind of the that's deal. That's what happens when people get corrupted, right? I'm assuming. I don't know. I've read tons of comics where that happens, so probably. <laughs> I, I think it's... They turn into the doppelganger. I think it's true. Of, uh, of Spider-Man lore. Chad. Yes. As a as an only passing Spider-Man fan, can you tell me more about Doppelganger? He's was he from Secret Wars? He's from Infinity War. In Oh, that's right. He's from Infinity War. Yeah. Tell me more about this. I I was just because I was actually reading yeah. so, some of the Adam Warlock stuff and that came up and I was like, "Wait, what?" All right. So, during Infinity War, um I believe it was the Magus. They have like a flashback where he comes across like this weird planet out in exile, and it's full of like these weird like tentacle creatures. Okay, but what they can do is they can take it's the, the hentai planet. It's the hentai planet, of course. And um, instead of shooting uh, tons and tons of dicks, <laughs> as far as the eye can see, um, they morph. <laughs> I like the idea that instead of like just being the tentacles are the penises. <laughs> instead, the tentacles literally shoot penises as projectiles, <laughs> just firing them off like automatic <laughs> rifles. Ah, ooh, ah, ah. <laughs> Good God. Um, they were able to transform into evil versions of Marvel superheroes. Okay. Okay. So what they did was that they sent uh. these evil versions to Earth. They would fight the the good ones. Okay. And some won and some lost. And what happened was is that if the, the bad the doppelgangers, the bad right, guys right. won, they took control of the bodies of the good guys and then they were essentially secret agents okay like Iron Man was actually 
a secret doppelganger in Infinity War, and Reed Richards was too. I think is somebody else. Okay. But there was okay. a few of them. But Spider-Man's uh, Spider-Man managed to beat his. His actually died. Um, it got kicked or fell off a web line or something. Why does like. it keep coming back then? I'll tell you. No, oh, for fuck's um, sake. Okay. So it got, it got impaled on like those old like Victorian metal yeah. gates. Yeah. Awesome. That's how it died. Just like Witchboard. Yeah, or the Virgin Suicides. However you want to. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> you uncultured swine. <laughs> um, my uh, my roommate edited one of her movies though. I don't oh, know. well there you go. <laughs> um, so yeah, it dies and Spider Man's basically all like weird and like he takes off. <laughs> It is. It's just a fucking spider. Who gives a shit? It, it's such a weird, like, because um, it's like a, it's not like an actual issue of Amazing Spider-Man, if I remember correctly. It's just an Infinity War tie-in. Okay, yeah. So it's really just like, just churn this fucker out, and then we'll keep moving on. Right. And um, so then after that happens, um, not Hobgoblin... I don't know. I've never known if Demo I'm Goblin. Demo Goblin or Demo Goblin. I don't know. No, the Demo Goblin is the one that you get that you have to unlock the full features of later. Oh, gross. <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh, you've played to level one of Demo Goblin. Would you like to <laughs> unlock the full Hobgoblin? Uh, mm. No, I'll just download a crack off yeah. Whereas. <laughs> off LimeWire. Lime yeah. <laughs> um, no, uh, Demo Goblin takes him and he resurrects him. So that's when he starts okay. running around with. Uh, Shriek, Demoglobin. Shriek and Carnage. Right. Because then they have Demogo- uh, Doppelganger, <laughs> Demogoblin, Shriek, and Carnage. There's a real fucking motley crew. Start I mean, they together. all have hilarious teeth. Yes. Um, so that's what they all had in common. They can talk about that stuff. So there you go. There's the history of the Doppelganger. Interesting. I don't know when... And so he just got killed again recently. He just got killed in he Extreme... He was around still? He showed up in Extreme Carnage and got killed by Shriek. What I is think? he been doing? That's... Uh, yeah, that's the thing! <laughs> he didn't have a job. Exactly what, what I was wondering. I'm like, okay, so Doppelganger just shows up in town. He gets murdered by these symbiotes and it's like, well, what were you doing for the last ten years? Yeah, because uh, it, for those of you who don't know, his his the Spider-Man costume is, is his, his skin. Like... And he has yeah. the giant eyes, but they're like spider's eyes, so they have like a thousand eyes in each of the giant feasts. And then he's just got like uh, like a like a baraka from Mortal yeah, Kombat yeah, just type like mouth, full on. Like his skin is his teeth, kind six of face. arms. Yeah, yeah. Like this, he's not blending in anywhere. Do you think that he got a job as like one of those Elmos in uh, in Times Square, so he can kind of hide the arms inside the costume? That or the only other place I think would take him is like a Goldman Sachs or something like <laughs> yes. that. Yeah, they'd be like, "I like this guy. <laughs> he's, oh, a real, he's a real piece of shit. We he's like a him. real shark. I like this shit. <laughs> he just eats the people he doesn't agree with. <laughs> I like that dude. Oh man. So so tomorrow, tomorrow, as you may know, we have a, a celebrity, a celebrity chef coming in here <laughs> from uh, from Ice Nine Kills. Okay. Uh, he, I guess he cooks stuff or something. I don't know what its deal is. No, the band is playing at the State Theater, and so he's going to be here signing his graphic novel entitled Inked in Blood. Inked in Blood. Yes, which is... Ominous. Ominous. It is a direct quote from Evil Dead. Who knows? Okay. Maybe it's about Evil Dead. Um, I'm, you know, too busy talking into microphones to read it. It's <laughs> it's a very it's really long and I'm really tired. Yeah. Um and they just showed up. And also what's delightful is that we didn't really know 
we didn't know what to expect from this because I don't know much about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had known the name. I knew that they existed. They I'm, very, are, I'm vaguely familiar with them. Yeah, they're a very, like, they are popular with people who are so much younger than me. <laughs> like, I mean, their popularity is literally four times younger than me. Like, we're talking the 10 to 15 year old demographic. 10 to 15, really? Oh, hell yeah. Like, okay. like kids. All right. Like, I think that's their biggest demo, I think is like, I mean, that was kind of what, uh, I think they're filling the role that, um, oh my God, what was that? What was Gerard Way's band? Uh, my Chemical Romance? My Chemical Romance. I think they're kind of that that band okay. now. Uh, somebody came in with their, their mom and like the mom was an Ice Nine fan. Oh, and really? And so was the kid. Okay. Like they were bonding over their their mutual love that the mom had a Universal Monsters purse that she was. I was yeah. like, okay, I can I can see this. She was like, he likes the music. I want to have sex with the lead singer. I can imagine that that's probably ninety <laughs> percent of their uh, their attraction. He's incredibly handsome. For He's those not not rid- in the know. Like disgustingly handsome, but. Uh, yeah, they're cool. He's got a fucking great voice too, which is really irritating. <laughs> that he looks like that, and he's got such a fucking voice on him. I think this is gonna be one of those situations where you guys would probably end up having a lot in common. Mm, no, no, <laughs> no. He's too pretty. I don't know he's if too I can pretty. be around. I don't know if I can be around to do that pretty. <laughs> it's it makes me feel like a troll okay. to be next to that guy. I'm sure. Well, just stop snorting and licking things. <laughs> <laughs> Anything I can get for you. <laughs> I'll be eating an entire turkey leg while <laughs> sitting next to him. Just the bones, though. <laughs> You'll just be gnawing on them. <laughs> Thanks for coming to the shop. <laughs> yeah, if I'm really mad at him, I'll just have a loaf of bread here, and I'll be like, mm, these carbs are fucking delicious. Man, I, I love you. being able to eat bread whenever I want. It's awesome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> would you like to share my bagel? <laughs> oh, God. I want to. <laughs> I want to, but I'm P90Xing. Um, oh, shit. Well, that's exciting. How did, how did that come about? Well, they just contacted me. I mean, okay. it, it kind of makes... it's. What's super funny about this is that, like, I think that they... Most of these companies, they look at the, the shops in the area, and they're just like, what lines up best with the type of band that's playing? Mm-hmm. Um, because we had one of these like literally like taken out from under us because Casablanca was a more normal comic shop. They were a more like, I don't know, clean. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you want to call it. They were more orderly or something like that. And like the safe is the word. I think safe is the word. It was a, yeah. it was like a pop star type and she was, she had her thing and they had set it up and then she was like, Oh, Link, we're going over here. And it was like, you're playing the fucking state theater. How much do you not want to be here? Yeah. Like you're across the goddamn street. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That was a that was a bit of a kick in the ass, but uh also her comic sucks and her music sucks, so <laughs> it wasn't that big a deal, honestly. Uh I wasn't I wasn't that mad. I would much rather have this because obviously this is more up our alley. It's a fucking horror comic written by a horror rock band. Right. So obviously it falls into our purview. Um and it, the comic actually looks really good, honestly. Mm-hmm. He's got a he's got a real uh he's really pushing the American psycho stuff. Did he just write it or did he draw it too? Oh, he did not draw this. There's no, no way unless he is 
stupidly talented, which would really piss me <laughs> now off. Now you're just going to be like, I fucking hate <laughs> now you. I'm gonna, now I'm going to murder you <laughs> when you get here. Uh, no, it is Andres Esparza okay. and Philip Seavey and, oh, Philip Seavey. Jesus. He's really good. Wow. They got yeah. some... When I'm not in my nationally touring rock band, and I'm not being a male model, and I'm not writing and drawing my own comic book, I'm also helping feed the homeless. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, uh, who was it? Well, I, also, Dabari did one of these for somebody. Uh, Carnifex, the, 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 the... Carfax? Carfax, the yes. metal, the... Metal, the I guess they are known as the like godfathers or creators of metalcore, which I don't know if that's something that anyone should be proud of, but <laughs> uh, but they they did that, and they are obviously the best at it. So, like, I can listen to them, and maybe not any other metalcore band. So, mm-hmm. kind of cool, but yeah. So this is a thing. I mean, we just saw a Dio graphic novel and a yep. anthrax graphic novel and like so it's going around yeah. anthrax makes the most sense because those guys have been in comics since the beginning that was like one of the reasons i loved anthrax the most was like there were all these uh back in the day they were always like making fun of anthrax because they'd be like yeah and we were doing fucking lines of coke and shooting speed balls and we were crazy and then we went into anthrax's room and they were reading comic books and we were like you fucking losers anyway uh i'm on my seventh divorce and uh <laughs> and i'll be dead very soon <laughs> <laughs> and i'm in recovery for the 450th time <laughs> what a bunch of losers rock and roll <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah no they definitely proved that they were uh they were <laughs> on top for that yeah weird how that all works out that happened in wrestling too oh hell yeah yeah where the like all the 80s wrestlers were just like cocaine oh, is boy. the great for cereal if you have it you know it's like <laughs> and they're like yeah mostly dead now oh oh yeah pretty and much I mean, that whole generation is dead yeah and the ones that are alive are mostly dead you know? oh they they envy the dead at <laughs> they, this point yes you're telling me the hulkster doesn't envy the dead <laughs> jake the snake envies the dead jake the snake actually turned his life around he sure did which i think he is did. amazing he did bless his heart <laughs> thanks entirely to yoga entirely to fucking yoga <laughs> yeah it's actually quite something i i it sounds like a joke but it's it's true no way man yoga he, will do it he cleaned up his life I'm not going to lie, uh, Michelle and I have been doing yoga like every other morning, mm-hmm. and aside from the fact that it hurts like hell, yeah. like that it leaves you unbelievably sore in ways that you never imagined possible, Yeah, uh, it I feel great. Yeah, like, I, It actually, I actually feels pretty good. I do the yoga that Jake the Snake does. Uh, DDP? DDP, baby. <laughs> you know that plays right into my wrestling interests. I'm yeah, just like, oh, daddy. <laughs> Here we go. But no, in truth, I do I do actually enjoy doing it and when I since I started doing it, I definitely noticed that like I just felt better yeah, in weird. general. And there's a lot of things that you used to do where you'd be like <laughs> you know, like just be- you know, sometimes oh, you'd get boy. up or you'd bend over or something like that and you'd be like, "Fuck." Uh, yeah. And then once you get into the swing of it after a while, you're like, "Oh, that's not so bad." Yeah, I <laughs> definitely there are times when I sound like I'm almost screaming when I'm doing yoga because yeah. my shoulders are such garbage. Mm-hmm. Like, I just basically ignored the fact that I had terrible bursitis in both shoulders. I can do I can do the fucking lethal weapon in both my shoulders. Like they both pop out. That's awful. Like, uh, <laughs> that so awful. they both will will leave their socket. Oh, good. Um, 
And so that shit Never hurts. Get handcuffed, that'll be good. I guess. Right, exactly. But I mean, like, so playing drums in a hardcore band and you know in punk rock bands, it's like that's a lot of that's a lot of abuse on already fairly damaged shoulders. So like sleeping and shit when I'm on my side, it hurts like hell. Sometimes I have to sleep on the couch because I'm just like I can't do this. Yeah. I got to prop myself up on something or else my shoulders are just screaming agony. And that's been like actually calming down since I started doing yoga. Oh, that's good. So crazy. Wow. Me? Wow. Wow. <laughs> you know, I listen, uh it's not an ad for Apple, but I got the fucking Apple Watch and I did the fucking Apple Fitness and I was just like I'm, you know, when I'm not lifting weights, I'm going to do this and it's kind of great. Yeah, they actually recommend it after you lift weights. Really? Yeah, if you do like, well, they recommend stretching, but basically I looked up cuz I was doing it I was doing kettlebells after yoga, thinking that I would stretch myself right, out right, right. and then do it. But they were just like, no. Everything I read sense. was do kettlebells first, yep. Then do yoga afterwards. And I'm doing like, I'm like, doing sure, every man. other day. I'm doing like Mondays I lift weights, Tuesdays I do yoga. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and I'm doing short. Like we were trying to do we're like clanging and banging. We we're trying to do 20 minutes, and I was like, no, 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 like. My shoulders can't handle this fucking shit. Mm-hmm. Some of it's just terrible. It just depends on which one you're doing. The ones where you're like just sitting in like a low stance yeah. for like 10 full minutes is like screaming pain for That's me. It's fucking boring too. It's all, yeah, it's also boring. There's also that. Yeah. Like give me lunges, give me twists and stuff like that. Don't have me just sit there and like. Yeah, I agree. Do weird dumb shit sitting down. Do weird dumb shit. Oh, yeah. There's no sitting down in this shit. <laughs> um, yeah. So those are the things we're doing that that nonsense tomorrow, and I'm gonna hopefully not get robbed blind by a bunch of fucking hot topic kids. Fingers to crossed. Say. Yeah, I I asked. To, I have extra people coming in tomorrow. No. <laughs> Specialized people. <laughs> people designed to kill <laughs> hot topic kids. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's we've had. So, I mean, theft has been up like crazy. Really? We've had so much shoplifting. It's a fucking bummer. Um, I mean, we had two, like, two straight up, like, drunk monsters who were just, like, in, out of the gutter and just came in and did a full-on, like, I'm distracting you, like, so obviously that I was like, oh, God, what are you stealing? And I tried to even figure it out, and they had managed to lift a... Five-inch stack of trades off the wall, and just walk out with them, and probably sell them to Casablanca. Mm-hmm. You know, and they'll get two bucks a piece for them. <laughs> and like, you take this from Coast City, <laughs> and then then they'll do the same is, thing at Casablanca. Is and double. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, they'll just sell us back the same ones once they steal them from <laughs> Casablanca. Ugh, it's a it's a mad, 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 mad world. Mm-hmm. Is what I have to say about it. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, but you know that's retail. You got to write some of this shit off. It's not. It's not like you can't just bitch about it. But it does when it starts getting like concerning is when it's trades. Mm-hmm. Like when somebody lifts a hundred and fifty bucks worth of shit in one hand, you're like, fuck. Yeah. You know, like that just sucked like our entire profit for a day. On you know, yeah, like, like sometimes steal a Pokemon ball or something like yeah, that. Yeah, come on, guys. Seriously, no, steal back issues, please. Oh. <laughs> quarter bin please go, yeah. don't rip us off <laughs> that's why we put that out there is so yeah. that people would steal shit from the quarter bin 
I put those toys out there. The, someone came in and they were like, oh my God, somebody's been stealing from your toys outside. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> that's why they're there. Yeah, we try to get them to steal outside first. <laughs> yeah, those are intentional. We're like, okay, you if we can get people to shoplift before they come into the store, then they don't even bother coming into the store to shoplift. It's yeah. great. We're trying to make it easier for the shoplifters. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's really what we're here for. Is they're to make in it, it easier. They're in it for the excitement. So yeah. we, let's just let them get their their rocks off on the sidewalk. Yeah. Oh, speaking of getting your rocks off on the sidewalk, tell me more. <laughs> okay. Oh, I haven't been in the city in a while. <laughs> uh you did walk past my back door though and see like the the fucking camp that was back there oh, i don't just, i don't look at it when i go by it's so bad it's just like so many tall boys of like whatever it is iron cobra or whatever they're doing my steel men- reserve my mental programming of just ignoring it and acting like it doesn't that's exist. smart that's smart move it's still in effect it keeps you from having to clean up poop if you're like oh i didn't see it i heard there's a serial pooper in portland is that true yes Okay, <laughs> my uh, my brother, who you know, yes, is uh, running a coffee shop near you. Yes, and he heard he heard tale <laughs> of the cereal pooper. I mean, there's there's no secret. I mean, it, at the end of the day, it's the fact that there are no bathrooms for a homeless population that is the size of a small city. Mm-hmm. You know, and we, uh, like as a as a city are not dealing with it. Like the amount of taxes that go into the city could house every motherfucking one of them without causing any problems for our infrastructure. And we're like, no, we can't even have, if we have toilets, it'll encourage them to poop or <laughs> fucking know what well, that'll encourage people to shit. Yeah. My God. <laughs> if we just do this, we can keep them from shitting forever. Like, and that's the kind of, but that is the kind of mentality that these assholes have in our city council. Yeah. I mean, half the people in the city council work for like people who are like buying up real estate, you know, they're all real estate interests who got put there specifically to fuck with shit. So who cares? You know, they're all corrupt monsters. Even the one who got picked by a random drawing? <laughs> I do like that one. Actually, there's there are two or three of them that are really awesome people. Okay. Um and then there are two or three of them that are legitimate monsters. I'll let everybody figure out who those people are <laughs> for themselves. Uh, but yeah, so it's it's weird. This town is weird. It's always been weird, though. I know. If it's, it, it's never handled things well. If it wouldn't take 30 people, 30 days, and 30 tractor trailers to move this store out of this location, <laughs> um, I might consider going somewhere else. Because mm-hmm. I am a little tired of it. I mean, the fact of the matter is, the idea of me being tired of it now is so insane. Because even with COVID and the horrors that are going on, I'm finally, you know, I'm going to knock on so much wood here. But I'm finally at a point where we're not losing money all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, that's amazing. You know, like, the fact that we're not like, oh shit, I should probably take out another credit card. I've actually paid off a couple credit cards. Nice. <laughs> you know, that's... Yeah pretty amazing i'm down to two credit cards now hello yeah fucking a i mean the amount of interest we were paying was insane and now we can actually have things in the store it turned out that actually getting like to the point where i was like i don't know what's going to happen i need to take out a business loan because we're going to fail otherwise so i put myself 
tens of thousands of dollars in debt. But then I was like, well, now I can have the merchandise that I actually need. And then once the store had all the merchandise it needed, it started making money. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> go on. Oh, that's how it works. Well, I mean, but. So if I get things people want. Well, okay. But <laughs> they'll so, but, buy them. But you know how it was because you were, no, at one point, you were the you were the lowest rung on the, oh my God, we're all going to fucking die totem pole where you started doing eBay for us. At, like, I'd be like, uh, Chad, make us 10 grand or we're going under, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, or yep. whatever it was. And it just like, here's a pile of stuff listed on eBay now, you know, and that is not, you know, again, knock on wood, but it's, it has changed. We're not constantly like, oh my God, rent is due. How much longer can I put off the landlord, mm-hmm. you know, and that kind of shit. So that's nice. You know, we now have like real books in our bins. We now have like, if you go into our bin, if like now when somebody comes in and you know, it's still my least favorite question in the world. What's the most expensive comic you got? No, no, no. That's no. not the one. The <laughs> Still one of my... It's weird. This this probably just goes to the fact that I'm a terrible business owner. But, like, do you have any Silver Age comics? Always bothers me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what... Maybe it's because we never had them and I, like, put it off to something else. Mm-hmm. But, like, people would come in. It was always some dude in his, like you know, late fifties, early sixties who had a lot of money, who is clearly rich. And they just kind of be like, Hmm. Yeah. Not these comics for reading. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, They yeah. didn't want to read comics. They wanted to buy comics that were worth money that were, and it just, it felt gross and it bummed me out. Okay. And that's it. But now when they ask that question, I can go, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I do. What are you looking for? Well, I've got fucking 30 tales to astonish in the bin right now. You know, like, that's amazing. That's so much different. It used to be that, like, the books that are in our our bins on the floor were the books that were on our walls, Mm -hmm. you know, back in the day. (laughs) So that's, that's a crazy world that I'm living in now, you know? I'm still not making a ton of money, but it's like... But the store is different than it has ever been before. So I'm excited about it. That's good. Yeah. I like it. I like this goddamn place. I just need to figure out how to make more music. That's my only issue. (laughs) I keep having this. So far, I've had two or three music people come in that I know from the world. (laughs) And they're like, hey, what are you doing? And I'm like, nothing. (laughs) I'm doing nothing. (laughs) You playing out any? No. <laughs> Are the bees doing it? No. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's doing anything. You're just carving kill, kill, kill into the countertop. <laughs> kill. kill. <laughs> but yeah, so I, you know, I have to figure out how to how to do it for myself unfortunately and that's real weird sisters are doing it for themselves i'm that sister and i'm the one who is doing it for myself that's you yes i'm one of the two sisters in sister sister <laughs> oh no uh, Tara, tamara uh i'm one of the two okay <laughs> oh god can you imagine that would i don't think that that would fly <laughs> how did you get cast in this why are you the other sister you mean sophie's choice with t and tamara yes exactly yes <laughs> Oh, you must pick one of the sister sisters. <laughs> I don't pick the old white guy. <laughs> ah, fuck. I knew that was going to happen. That's a fair choice. <laughs> good good job. Yeah. We're throwing the other one off a bridge. <laughs> yeah, figures. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, but it is weird that I'm like I'm pretty upbeat about everything lately, even though it's it's still that same thing where it's like it's always too much. I'm always working too much and I'm always exhausted and all that shit, but like I'm pretty excited about the store still. I'm like I'm excited about what we can do in the future. I'm really stoked for the fact that like I've got this book coming out mm-hmm. that I can sell in the store and that we're like merchandising a character that is like, you know, he's going to be our Ronald McDonald, only he murders people for real instead of just <laughs> murdering cows instead of with like clogged arteries and boring shit. He cuts them in murder. half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the, I mean, he kills tons of people, but not, it's not as fun. Not as any ours. way that he can be sued for. Right. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So I'm excited about all of the, all of the possibilities. That's good. Yeah. That's exciting. It is. God damn it. And I have drums here that I can play. Oh. And that's nice. Even better. I, I kicked the uh, the pinball machines out mm-hmm. by like six feet and I put my kit <laughs> behind the pins. Okay. <laughs> I was hoping you had some type of like Tommy Lee apparatus up on oh, the ceiling. God, that like would the, just, the weird little gerbil ball. That would rotate you around <laughs> and you were just playing drums that way. Yeah. I, I mean... No, it's an electronic kit. It's a cheap electronic kit, but it keeps me in practice, which is nice. Mm-hmm. And it sounds good enough to record with, probably, I hope. <laughs> We're going to find out. <laughs> Maybe, kind of. I don't know. I don't know. It's a it's a low-end Roland, but like the, the studio setting sounds like a drum set. So okay. it's it's good enough. It's not the fancy one where you can catch the cymbals. That was the... Uh, so this is the funny <laughs> thing. But it's funny because I had... When we were doing, when Covered in Bees was doing, like, uh, we were recording low-budget film scores and shit like that Mm -hmm. up in the attic of our place, I had the nice version of this kit. I had the, like, top-of-the-line Roland because I was like, this is my future. This is what I'm doing. And then I sold that kit to afford the rent on that first space. Oh, really? So that's, like, kind of coming full circle in a weird way. I'm like, if I could get that kit back... Then I'd feel I like I get that space back on High Street. Oh my god! <laughs> I still, I swear that. Oh my god! That space on High Street, that was such an education. <laughs> Why? Because there's just giant metal pipe down the middle of it. I did love the giant metal pipe. <laughs> well, I mean, I I hung something from that so that I could put T-shirts out. Yeah. Because I was screen printing in that space on a carpet, <laughs> <laughs> which I fucking ruined (laughs) and they did not charge me for it and i'm so happy and i'm only saying that now because seven years has passed so we are (laughs) they cannot catch me for that one up yours (laughs) yours guys uh yeah state theater building could absorb my fucking up their carpet a little bit i think so i think so give it some character but i mean they wound up using it as chair storage so now (laughs) The last time I went past Well, it's because they walked in and went, ah, oh, the carpet's all fucked up. <laughs> this place is only good for storing chairs now. <laughs> Real shame, too. We were going to put the Cure for Cancer store <laughs> yeah, in here. That, that was the Cure for Cancer store. Uh, no, it was What gonna, do you mean I can't have the space? <laughs> it was going to be another weed shop. Well, the carpet's all fucked up. <laughs> last guy really did a number on it. I really did. <laughs> um, yeah. Baked in ink. It was not great. But, yeah, I... That was such a such a fucking weird place to be. I miss it in a weird way, but mm-hmm. it was like it was terrifying being alone in such a small space and having all the weirdos of Portland know that you're there alone. <laughs> and they're like, "Ooh, I have someone to talk to." <laughs> um I mean, 
there was a guy who this is like perfect example of how life imitates art. He legitimately told me about his tinfoil hat. Like <laughs> it's not a metaphor. He legitimately had made a tinfoil hat and it was, I don't think it was to keep stuff out. I think it was to channel the forces of the universe into his brain and uh, he was okay. like, yeah, and I just meditate with this hat on and it brings all of the, all the thoughts of the universe come into me. And I was like, yep. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You're like, that's, that's cool. That's nice. I like that. Can you get me one? Give me a hat. <laughs> Give me one of those hats. Um, I need a one-way conduit <laughs> to the universe, brother. <laughs> yes. Oh, boy. And that was the, that was also where the crack addict was in the alleyway when I went to throw away the trash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's one of my favorite events that's happened in Portland. <laughs> I had a bag of trash over my shoulder and I was like headed to the dumpster, which was in that little alley next to the state theater. Yep. And I was like, I came in there and there's a guy mm-hmm. standing in the middle of it. He takes a huge drag on his glass crack pipe, smashes it on the ground, puts his arms up in the air and just goes, <laughs> and I turned around Went back into the store, put the trash down, locked my door, and turned out the <laughs> lights. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm going home now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In a few minutes. Just waiting a couple of minutes. <laughs> I'm going to see if that guy rips his own skin off. The and then I'm take off. Or mine. Yeah. Uh, rips the door off the hinges and comes in here and fucking wears me like a cloak. Um, but yeah, it's fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, I remember right down the street uh, where 555 was, and this was before it was 555. Um, in high school, I was dating a girl who lived in that that big apartment building down there. I can't remember the name of it. Um, I can't either, but yeah, I know what you're you know what I'm talking about. about. Danforth? No, it's not that. Anyways, so I was walking back probably one o'clock in the morning, and there's a homeless guy just right behind that place in the alleyway, and Oof. I and we catch eyes of each other, and then he just drops his pants. Lays down on the ground and just starts jerking off as fa- as hard as he can, and then he just looks up at me and stops and goes, "What?" <laughs> like that, and I went, "Nothing." <laughs> like that, I was like, "Have a good night." <laughs> I was like, "See you later." <sighs> I was like, "Damn, <laughs> that dude had to jerk off, <laughs> and nothing was gonna stop him." <laughs> he was like, "It's a cold night." Oh, Portland. Portland, Portland, Portland. Yeah, and those things haven't changed, which I think no. is interesting. It Despite is... how many fresh coats of paint they try to put on the city, there's still just some guy in an alleyway jerking off in the middle of the night. It is it is shocking to see how much money is in Portland right now. Like, just the, the insane rich people are everywhere. And then you see the opposite end of the spectrum everywhere. And it's like... Guys, fucking get it together. <laughs> like, yeah. Take some of this money and put it over here. Well, there was that uh, that tiny four thousand dollar a month apartment that was kind of going around. Oh like my people god! Were, people I were sharing that. that listing, and they took it down eventually. But because everyone was just like, "Are you out of your fucking mind?" You know, it was just like this place sucks. But it was also, it's not as though it was an anomaly. It wasn't like, oh boy, there's none of these anywhere else. I've seen like. You know, seventeen to twenty five hundred. Yeah, but four thousand I had not seen. 
That's true. That is still that's... that was like double what anyone was. Yeah, even but asking even for. even in like Manhattan, that would be astronomical. Yeah, that's for, a lot of fucking money, I mean, and not a great area either. No, 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 no. No, that was terrible. Yeah, it sucked. I remember uh, before Michelle and I got the place that we're in now, we were looking on Dow Street. I used to live on Dow Street. And Wild West over there. <laughs> it's the Wild West over there. And it wasn't yep. just Dow Street. It was Dow Street Plaza or whatever that thing is. That little, little inlet? Yeah, that weird oh, little Oh, where inlet. the city of lost children go. Yeah. That, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. At any given time during the day, you will go there. And there is literally just tons of children, no shoes, maybe shirts. Yes. Just running around. <laughs> and like some type oh, they're of vampires. Like, a, like some type of a, a Oliver type yes. Yes. urchin yep. theft operation, <laughs> I think. <laughs> I assume so. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I I went to school with a guy whose family was that. <laughs> like a Fagan? He was, like, legitimately his mom. Like, he had a single mother mm-hmm. raising four kids. One of them was her biological child. Okay. And then the others were just people that she brought along from, like, Maryland or wherever the hell she was first. All pickpockets. all they did was steal from people. Really? They legitimately lived off what they stole from everyone in the community of Presque Isle. That's kind of cool. It was fucked up, man. <laughs> but, you know, it's it worked. Worked well, for them. You guys are such easy marks. We, we, able to... we fucking were. <laughs> I still can't find... I still don't have my fucking pair Wheelander shirt, Travis. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> it fits like a glove, Gallagher. <laughs> I know it does. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You would have wasted it. I did waste it. It's fair. Um, <laughs> hey, Chad. Hey, what? Can you do me a huge favor? What's that? I can't quite get to it, but you're right there. I'm Could right you here. get me a water out of that case? Yeah, sure. Why don't you take this time to talk about one of our sponsors? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know that Casper mattresses, if you soak them with water, um, they're like a waterbed, only really gross and squashy, and uh, they mildew instantly. So you don't want... Th- oh, don't do that, Chad. We are sponsored by Mountain Dew Watermelon Flavor. Taste the watermelon in your dew. Mm. Oh, that's good Dasani. Uh, that's Major Melon. He has a rank <laughs> that's right. in the military. <laughs> Is he a fucking food fighter? <laughs> oh, do you remember when we almost got food fighters for the store? Like, we almost, we, like, got snaked for the license for food fighters yeah. by, like, seconds. Yeah, when I found, when I listened to a podcast about how you could claim, like, old copyrights. Yeah. And I was like, look, there's all this dumb shit on there. Yeah. And it was like, almost got food fighters. Like, we we almost got barnyard commandos, too. But then we were like, wait, I don't think I want that. No. <laughs> we were like, we want food fighters. No, the only one we wanted was food fighters. And we could have got it. Like, if we hadn't, the people who now own the license, like, snaked us by, I think it was like, literally minutes. Yeah. Like, it had already been, it was, we checked the posting, and it was available, and then... By the time we had submitted the, like, we submitted the whatever it is. It was a digital thing, right? Yeah. There was a whole website where you can go yeah, and, yeah. like, claim, like, lapsed copyrights, basically. Yeah. And so, bef- like, by the time we had sent out our thing, it had already gone. And it was free. Yeah. That was the other crazy thing about it, was yeah. that it was just lapsed copyrights. It was a database. Not well known. Yeah. But you could just go on there and search for stuff, be like, I wonder if Creepy Crawlers, anyone knows right. that, you know, like as an example yeah and i think that's what jacks did and they just took it yeah um and they've done so much with it since hey 
We have creepy crawlers in the store right now from Jack's. Oh, I meant like um, I meant food fighters. Oh, food fighters. Um, yes, they just started doing stuff with oh, it. Oh, did they? Yeah, they're it finally. Took it took years, them for yeah. fucking ever. I think that I think that they sold the license to somebody else. But um, yeah, I just saw I just saw two or three things that are being made by some deluxe vinyl toy company. Okay, so pretty well, cool. Good. I'm glad somebody's doing something with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Uh, it's cool. I I'll kill them though. I will admit that I almost bought into their Kickstarter. I was like, oh, that would be kind of <laughs> cool, but then I said, wait, I don't need any more toys. I'm kind of surrounded by them everywhere. I'm I have a glut of toys at my disposal. <laughs> Maybe too many. I literally have a a toy order coming in next week for two grand. Yikes! Yes, and that's. That takes up a lot of space, actually, when those boxes yeah, show no up. Yeah, no shit. That is a lot of toys, <laughs> it turns out. Really? $2,000 worth of toys takes yeah, up a lot of space. Yeah, it does. Uh, so I'm interested to see where that's going to go. I had an eight-year-old's birthday party today that I'm now trying to figure out where the hell are these presents going to go <laughs> afterwards, because I don't know. Um, Got a lot of books on dragons, though. Nice. Yes. Well, that's good news. Bo- so Both my daughters are very into dragons right really? now. Really? Yep. Uh... Is she Anne McCaffrey age? Are you going to be able to do that yet? Uh, no. Um, she there's a like a young adult. No, I wouldn't even say young adult. I would say a kids book called series called Dragon Masters. Yep. And so it's it, like Anne McCaffrey for kids. Yeah, like you know, they each kid's got their own dragon. They have a dragon stone that corresponds with it. They yep. talk to it. It's yep. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much, dragon riders a pern. Yeah, and uh, they love it. Nice. They fucking love it. Because they got really into um, <laughs> how to train your dragon. Are you going to show them Dragonheart with Sean Connery? Never. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, I'm dying. <laughs> yeah, that one was weird because like I never got into how to train your dragon because it just it wasn't for my time when right, it came out. Of course. But they started watching it and they're just like, "Did you ever watch this?" And I was like, "No." I was like, "I heard it's decent." And like Netflix did like three seasons Jesus, of a show. I know. And then they kept watching it, and I I was. I always like half listen to it whenever they're watching it, and I was like, "This is kind of good, actually." You know, like the show's actually pretty the good. The first, I think, the first and second movie are both pretty good. Third one's cool too. Yeah, so I they mean, got a new series coming out. Jesus! But this one's set in modern times, where they rediscover the dragons again. Good God! I know, and they're like, they're asking me about it. Like, when's that coming out? <laughs> They're like, honey? I was like, soon, giant. <laughs> um, but there's a graphic novel, too, about dragons called The Dragons of Renly. Really? That they started getting at the library. Oh, should I be getting Hold on. Let me write this down. You probably should. Honestly, they're pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> For God's sake. I, I suck at kids' books so much. And that's the thing that, like, one of the reasons we get crushed on kids' books is since I, because I don't have kids. Mm-hmm. Like, any of these places, every other comic believe it or not every other fucking comic shop owner has a family with kids somehow some fucking i don't know how these idiots do it um they marry for money (laughs) (laughs) yes yeah because the the comic shop owners have the money and the yeah i get it you get it no i don't um oh so what is it called (laughs) it's called let me look dragon pants uh let me look this up (laughs) i'm pretty sure it's dragons of renly dragon dragon can Dragon Kingdom of Renly. Okay. Kingdom Renly. Got it. Cool. And fine. 
I'll do I mean, that. she's in second grade and she can read it by herself. Nice. And she enjoys it. And they laugh at it, actually. They get a lot of the jokes, which is interesting, too. They really enjoy it. Interesting. Well, fine. These kids. I'm just telling you, man. I'm they... telling you, they have a lot of shit out there. <sighs> They're pumping out shit like there's no tomorrow in the kids' graphic novel section. Oh, dude. I mean, this is this is the big this is the big thing for. But I will tell you, for comic shops, is kids that... see through the shit real fast. Yeah, they do. Like they're just like, now with like the most brutal, decisive, yeah, shutdown. They'll just look at a book for like three seconds and go, nope. And they just put it back, and you could just see like someone at like Penguin Random House being like, "No!" <laughs> like <laughs> we put so much time and effort to this fucking thing, <laughs> and it's like, "Yeah, well, it sucks." <laughs> yeah, sorry, that five-year-old just fucking crushed your dreams. <laughs> That's pretty funny because they said this thing looks like shit. <laughs> it's interesting. I yeah, I don't know how that works. I don't know how you choose what a good like kids book is well, I remember you, as an adult you gave me some of those samples and they really they liked some of them and they hated other ones yeah and it seems it seems like a runaway princess i think one of them actually was called the runaway princess but like if you have like a princess mm-hmm. like in some type of ma- magical land in trouble yeah it's gold solid gold <laughs> They can't get enough of that shit. I mean, that there was that amazing one that uh, the guy that did Courtney Crumrin, mm-hmm. he did a book called, oh God, I forget what it's called, but it was about a princess and essentially she was like Conan's daughter mm-hmm. and she goes to a Disney palace essentially and yeah. is raised by like, or a school that's for like elocution for princesses. Mm-hmm. And she shows up there with like a fucking dead boar on her shoulder. <laughs> and she's like, here, I brought this for dinner. And you know, and that shit was great. Yeah. Kids loved that book. Yeah. Uh, well, the Kate Beaton did that one too. With the, the warrior the, princess. Oh, one. I thought it was the farting pony one. I, the, the, that is the farting pony one. But yeah, she's a warrior princess. She's like a Viking yep. one on that. My kids love that one. I, I mean, thought that one was the coolest. The pony does fart. It a does, lot. and it looks like a baked potato. <laughs> <laughs> Kate Beaton's like completely confused pony design <laughs> is just like it's so perfectly brainless. Like you just look at it, and it's just there's nothing there. She nails perfectly brainless. Yeah, it's the <laughs> vapid is like one of the things that she can hit. Where you can't, you for can't one of the smartest cartoonists in the world. She can nail stupid very well. But if you tried to do stupid, you would fail. Probably, she, yeah. yeah. She's, she has the, uh, the, the elegance of stupidity. <laughs> that lady is so goddamn good. Her shit is so funny. It is. I actually uh, I subscribe to her Patreon. Oh, really? I do. Man, maybe it's, it's because I'm constantly buying comics for the store, but I don't subscribe to anyone's Patreon. And when people have told me that I need to do a Patreon for the other podcast, I'm like, no thanks. <laughs> like, that seems creepy. I don't, I don't know. I subscribe to three different ones. I have Kate Beaton. I have uh, Sean Diston from Comedy Bang Bang. Sprague, <laughs> oh, really? You, you the give money to Sean. That's I give, great. I give two bucks to Sean. I mean, they're all like two dollars. Okay, that's cool. You know, and I think I give. Uh, Sean Diston needs it. And uh, three bucks to Danhausen. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> I got three bucks to Dan House. It, honestly, it, anyone is working overtime on their fucking Patreon. 
Jesus, I get email updates every fucking day of a video or something from that guy. That guy is working oh, Dan his ass. Jesus. This guy's working his ass off on that Patreon. It's so funny because he was- I don't even watch them. I'm just like, whatever, Dan Housen, here's three bucks. <laughs> That's really it. I'm like, you do you do you because I'm I'm happy for you and I feel like you're the yeah. world needs you right now, Dan Housen. That's true. Same thing for true. Kate Beaton. Like Kate Beaton, you're raising a couple of kids. Yeah. You know, it's too bad that we're not getting more Kate Beaton cartoons, but that's okay. She does do cartoons on her Patreon. Are they gonna Are they gonna collect them in a book ever again? I don't know. Did, she is She is working on stuff right now. I she wonder. Has, she I wonder how it, well Harka Vagrant and uh, I think very well uh, Step she, Aside Pops did because she bought they bought a farm up in Canada. Her and her husband. Right. Oh, that's right. She moved back home, bought a giant farm. Yeah. And she has, I think her second kid is yeah. coming or has arrived already. Oh, boy. Because I get all this from the Patreon. But, yeah, it really is just like every once in a while she'll put up like a journal comic or something like that. Or stuff that she's working on. That's the only thing is that uh, because I follow her on Twitter, mm-hmm. the only thing I get from her is her like journal yeah. stuff. Yeah, she doesn't put shit on Twitter. And so often it's just so goddamn depressing. I'm just like, oh, God. Oh, Oh, well, she. I don't want to read this anymore. I mean, it was a lot of trauma after her sister died, Jesus, for sure. No, like that broke her. Yeah, that was a bummer. I don't blame her. Yeah, good point. You know, like that sucked. Like from everything she put down, like I, you know, which is just a, a taste. Yeah, of the horrible situation she experienced. But <sighs> yeah, but you know what? She's still funny. She's still funny. I still read her stuff, and even like the stuff that she just writes out. Like sometimes she'll just write this long because she's a great writer too. And yeah. it's just I'll laugh. Every yes. time I'll be like, God damn it, Kate Beaton. I know. Aren't you just a delight? She, <laughs> like, she uh, of all people in the world, makes me feel like I need to read more classic literature. Yeah. Where, like, sometimes I'll, I'll read something of hers and I'll be like, oh, you know, maybe I should read Jane Eyre. Mm-hmm. Like, it's one that I've always put off. It's like at the bottom of the pile of classic literature. And then she'll do something referencing Jane Eyre and I'll be like, mm-hmm. hmm. Maybe I should read it. I tried Wuthering Heights because of her, and I couldn't get through yeah, it. Yeah, but <laughs> I've, I can't do it. That it's, book is impenetrable. There's so like, much of that stuff that's just like I, it. It trips a trigger. I don't know if it's an Irish thing or if it's just an <laughs> anti-royalty thing, but like yeah. all of those things that are like in manor houses with people, and they're like, "Oh, what's going to happen at the ball?" I'm like, "I want to set fire to your fucking house." <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the next chapter. An Irish man goes crazy. <laughs> just like, look out, Itchy. He's Irish. <laughs> you need the fucking sex pistols, lady. What is happening here? This is garbage. Mm-hmm. Somebody kick down the fucking door, spray paint anarchy symbols all over the place, and then set fire to it. Oh, my God. We, um, somebody gave the girls a uh, an American Girl doll book set during like that manor time. Oh, my God. And I was just like reading it, and I was just like, Ugh. And like Mimi would be like, what? Why do you say uh? And I was just like, ah, uh, just, God, this lady who runs this house is just so old-fashioned. And it just makes me mad. And she's just <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all you of know? that stuff is so frustrating. Yeah. It's, it's so awful. And so that time period is so repressed and repressive. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's, it makes me angry to read about it. And I can't get past it, you know? It's, I need something, if you're going to write something that's about a Victorian family, how about it be Frankenstein? Yeah. You know, like, 
that I'm like, oh, you know, these people also, they have servants and there's all this other garbage. But he does make a monster out of human corpses. So, you know. Which is what rich people have been doing. <laughs> I mean. All the time. To be fair, yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know. It's still at the bottom of my list. Yeah, because even when um, when they wanted us to read the, the Little House in the Prairie books, Oof. there was points where I'd read ahead. Ma had some uh, she had some choice words about Native Americans yeah, in those books. Yeah, not and, like, great. Sometimes I'd be like, and like maybe be like, what? And I was like, and Ma said she's worried about what? Nothing. About- All right. So, anyways, uh, Pa's tending to the crops. <laughs> you know, I was like. <laughs> It's like, meanwhile, Ma's like, those damn, you know, like yeah, that. I'm just like, holy shit. shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm no, like, this is wild. It is. <laughs> and it is strange to me. I mean, like, I, I understand that all literature needs a base. I was actually listening to somebody talking about about children's literature and talking about how you don't, you can't have fine literature without children's literature and blah, blah, blah. And it's all building on the back of itself. But it's like, I think that maybe we can take an emphasis off a lot of classic literature. Now. I don't know that we really need a lot of the really fucking racist shit that's out there. That's like, maybe we could pass over it. I mean, no one's written a good book since Tristan. I'm sorry. (laughs) I know. Um, But I mean, (laughs) I do get it. Like the Tom- thousands of books that come out every year, every one of them is just a hot pile of shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> I do, uh, I do kind of get it though, because like you see it in music and you see it in other things. Where like, if somebody is comes in and they're like, "I love Primus," and Primus is my starting point, mm-hmm. and I'm going to start a band and start writing music. Yes, you hear it and you're like, "It's there is a." hollowness underneath this mm-hmm. you know where you're like there's something wrong with this band and the fact is that they didn't listen to rush and they didn't listen to all of the other bands that came before it that built primus up to be able to do the kind of weird wacky shit that they do mm-hmm. like there's a there's a a slope that they went up that they listened to they listened to the beatles and they listened to all this other shit and they and it turned into a stew that was that. And when you just listen to Primus, then you take away all of that and you don't have the richness of what made them who they are. And you're kind of a kind of like a hollow copy mm-hmm. because you don't have anything else backing it up. Yeah. And I feel like that's the way that it is with, with literature too. Mm-hmm. If you haven't, if you're just like, oh, I read a fuck ton of Stephen King. It's like, okay, Stephen King is wonderful. He's a great writer, but you know, you should probably read Bradbury and like all the things that he read to get to where he was. Mm-hmm. Maybe not as much as he read because he had problems. <laughs> they all had problems. <laughs> I mean, it, and that's, so here, here's a, another fucking bag of worms oh, to boy. open up at the oh, end of a podcast. Here we go. Um, Cancel alert. This is, uh, yeah, listen. Uh-oh. Uh, I was joking. Oh, I know okay. I'm going to get canceled for this, but I think, <laughs> no. Um, Listen, you lib cowards. <laughs> I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. No, okay. uh, what I'm really saying is that I, I've been struggling with this a lot lately where, because I'm trying to be creative and I'm trying to do these things, and you know that there's always how do people go forward knowing that there's always someone better than them didn't we had this conversation yeah but how do you do it 
you're the one who gave me the advice on that. What was what was the advice? You forgot? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was very profound. I'm really? surprised. For, yes, you said that you can only make the best work that you can make. So you said that you could, and for example, what you told me was that you can be, you can only be the best Chad. Hmm. That you can be, and you that is all you can be, by by existence, <laughs> like basically. Oh. So basically, if you were to write a song, and it was the best song you ever wrote, it is the best song that a Tristan could possibly write. Okay. Well, I like that advice. Now, okay, here's. I a, thought it was great. I was just like, wow, that's really. I've got a I've got a sub question then. Okay. This is technically a sub-question for yourself. Okay, sure, fine. It's a sub-question for myself. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm having this issue where I'm like, I'm sitting around and I'm writing songs. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, there's 12 fucking notes, buddy. I know I've been doing this since I was fucking 15 years old. I've been writing songs this long. But now, in my 40s, I'm like, has this riff been taken a hundred times before I've written it? It yeah, probably, probably has. And how many, like, when does it become plagiarism? You know, when you're like, I, I know that this must have been someone else's because mm-hmm. it's, it's based in a pentatonic scale. There's five fucking notes in a pentatonic scale. Of course it's going to have been used before. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, most of the stuff is built around, it's either going to be one, four, five, or it's going to be, you know, like two, four, one, if it's jazz. Well, I guess the good thing to remember is that there's only a few, I think, and I'm not musically trained by any means, but I would say there's probably only a few riffs that people ever really, truly recognize. You know what I, I mean? mean? Yes. There's like the dan 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 dan, you know, or the <laughs> yeah, you know, something like that. If I had to guess, you know. Uh, yeah, because I get into this argument actually with my wife because my wife will be like, "Oh, this is too similar to that old song," right? And I'll be like, "It is," and she'll be like, "Yeah, it is. It's like almost the same." And then we'll play them, and I'll be like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> and she's like, "You don't hear it? It's ba 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 ba." And I'll be like, "No, it's ba ba beep beep ba ba ba." You know, I'm like, or whatever. I don't hear it. Yeah, personally, and I think there's probably more people like me who are just like whatever and just like listening to a song and yeah. really just looking for something to latch onto yeah as opposed to being like excuse me sir i believe you use the g chord <laughs> one too many times that's, that's literally the name of an album uh by a band that i like i think it's the hard-ons have a have a record call called uh excuse me sir that riff is taken yeah <laughs> which i was like oh that's fucking clever yeah no there's plenty of times where i've been like she's been like no no this sounds like that song and i'm like i don't yeah i don't think anyone cares honey you know the fact that like like, not uh, to be rude but like i just who gives a shit you know also at the same time paul simon suing uh the banana splits over the tra la 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 yeah and i guess in those instances it's i think that stuff sucks yeah you know like um when I found out the guy who wrote the Ghostbusters song lost all his money to Huey Lewis. Yeah, I hate that shit too. Because I hear that and I'm like, that is not plagiarism. Yeah. And I'm it's like, not. man, that Ghostbusters song is a banger. To, still to this day. It is. And I hate that he didn't make any money off it. Yeah. <laughs> like, that sucks. It's it Basically, it really ruined Huey Lewis for me. Yeah. Like, where Huey Lewis was like, kind of like, I, you know, it, it's garbage yacht rock shit. But, you know, it's fun poppy catchy shit 
And he's, I mean, he's talented at writing what he does. He had some good songs. I mean, the coolest thing about him was that he, people tried to break into his house to steal the sports masters, and he kept them on him. That that story is wonderful. Yeah, like he that's, kept them under his bed. Yeah, like that's cool. You know, that's you know, you held them over, you raked over the record company for some money, and yeah, didn't he, no, he stole the he stole the masters. He took him. Yeah, because <laughs> and he hid them under his bed. Yeah, because they were renegotiating his contract, and his contract was shitty because he didn't really have. A ton yeah. of hits, and then they wrote sports, which had like a shit ton of hits. Yep. Was which literally is, like nothing but singles. That's his career, is yeah. that album. And then And then Back to the Future sequels. <laughs> yes. And uh <laughs> Yes, he was <laughs> integral to those. Until ZZ Top came along. And the third one. Damn well, ZZ you. Top would actually be in the movie, so That's true. They were there and they even did the guitar spin back in <laughs> the old West. Yeah. Oh, ZZ Top. Yeah. But I also think about recently where they had the, uh, it was uh, Olivia Rodrigo and, uh, what's his name with the glasses? Elvis Costello. And people accused Olivia Rodrigo of ripping off Elvis Costello. And they're just like, what do you think of that, Elvis? And he said, that's rock and roll, baby. (laughs) That's one of the few things that made me like Elvis Costello. You know. That and intentionally getting kicked off Saturday Night Live. Those two things (laughs) make me really like Elvis Costello. You know. Like, he knows. I mean, He's writing songs being like, oh, shit. (laughs) You know. (laughs) Right. That probably is somebody else's song, but I got different words. Yeah. Same deal. Yeah. Nirvana being like. Oh, we thought we were going to get sued for by the Pixies for uh, for Smells Like Teen Spirit. Mm-hmm. And then we didn't, so it was cool. Yeah. Um, it's fine. Exactly. Yeah, nobody Just cares. write your fucking songs, dude. I guess so. It's weird. Well, fine. I'm going to do it. Okay. And they're going to be terrible. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> That's fine. Thank you for encouraging me. I'll encourage you all day. Excellent. Uh, is there anything else that desperately needs to be addressed in the world of comic books, Chad? In the world of comic books? I don't think so. Really? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> I really don't know. I'm looking around here. This place. Uh, I'm more concerned whether or not they're showing up lately. That's, <sighs> that's my major concern. Not to go down that rabbit hole, because we do not have to. But No, we don't need to. I mean, we've covered this many times, but... It is it is concerning that this is happening more often. Mm-hmm. I I will say my nephew called me up on the phone to ask me who the hell anti venom was. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and I had to like really like think back, being like, uh, it's Brock. I mean, it was Brock. It was Brock first. I think I told him it was Flash Thompson first, and I realized I messed up after I got off the phone. Yeah, it was but, Brock first. But I had it right that there was, and he could cure cancer. Right, was had, one of his superpowers. Because he had the symbiote in him, but Mr. Negative blasted him, and it reversed the symbiote inside him, and then his symbiote went from white to black instead of black to white. Right. And then he could do the costume shape-shifting thing, but he could heal people. Yes. As well as be a violent monster. <laughs> right, he could still be a violent monster, so he wasn't completely switched around, but also he literally could cure cancer. That was like yep. one of the big things was that he could actually cure cancer. Because well, that was how they saved the character. Because right. Eddie was going to die. Yeah. Because he had already auctioned off the Venom symbiote in that. That's right. Real just garbage Spider-Man series. <sighs> that was bad. Because he found Jesus and then he was auctioning off Venom. <laughs> Which like, is, of course, the move that you would do if you found Jesus. And they gave it to a mob boss kid and then the uh, Venom symbiote rejected the mob boss kid while they were swinging from buildings and he let him drop and die. <laughs> and then it found Mac Gargan and then you had 
Venom Scorpion. Mm, I did love Venom Scorpion. And you knew that Mark Millar wrote it because when the Venom symbiote showed up in front of Matt Gargan, it said, you've never had a friend like me. <laughs> and then everyone threw the book in the trash. <laughs> <And> that was. <laughs> they said, this title sucks. I think that was Marvel Knights Spider-Man, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah. It should have been, you've got a friend in me. <laughs> or I'm going to be a friend inside of you any second now. <laughs> it's Hold on. I did love the fact that he had to vomit up the symbiote. That mm-hmm. was his thing that, like, Matt Gargan ate the symbiote. It lived in his stomach. Is that what it did? Yeah, I believe okay. so. And every time he had to sick it up, mm-hmm. he basically was like, he'd always be like, oh, you know, and, like, go through these terrible pains to barf up this symbiote. I liked in the beginning that they didn't have him have the traditional venom design. Yeah. He still too. had the scorpion tail, but he had a scorpion design go down his chest, yep. too. And then they were just like, nah. <laughs> like, cut it. No, no, no. He's just Venom Venom. He's like, just Venom. But he wasn't just Venom Venom. He was like, he was like double-sized Venom. When he when Matt Gargan was Venom, he was massive. He ate people all the time. And he ate people time. all day long. Yeah. That was the Venom that really just ate people. And Skrulls. Can I tell you? I mean, listen. It's, it's not important, but I would have loved it if... It had been expressed that he ate people, and so Matt Gargan grew that size. So he was like, because he's, you know, bonded genetically to this thing. Yeah. And it's growing huge. I wish that Matt Gargan was like nine feet tall (laughs) and like 500 pounds or something like that. Like, it would have been cool for him to be that giant hulking brute because he's absorbing all this shit that the Venom symbiote is absorbing. Yeah. But or just taking massive dumps I, I of mean, human bones. Well, that <laughs> so. was that was a plot point. Mark Millar is obsessed with that. Uh, that was a plot point of the Ultimates. Was it? Remember when Hulk was eating all those people? Oh yeah. <laughs> and they needed to wait for him to pass all of the people that he had eaten in order to figure out who they were. Oh my god. It was kind of a it was kind of a big deal in the Ultimate series. Yeah, Mark Millar's a big fan of uh, superhero eating and shitting. He's a, yeah, you know, and that's what got him where he is today. That's why he's got all those Netflix rights now. That's why he's almost a fucking billionaire. Yeah, blah. Good for him. Good for him. Whatever. All he wanted to do was be mayor of some town in Scotland, and uh, they said, "Get out of here and go write comic books." You go weirdo. become a billionaire and come back then. And he was like, "Okay, I will." He said, "I even go to hell." <laughs> That's not Scottish. <laughs> yeah, well, it doesn't need to be because he is a leprechaun. He said, "Ack, <laughs> Nessie, you and me, we're going to the states." Yeah. And he got on the back of the Loch Ness monster and floated across to the United States, where he made his fortune in comic books. And then the Loch Ness monster said, "This is a loch. It's not connected to the ocean." <laughs> He walked across the, the, oh, the land bridge. Yeah. Oh, speaking of cryptids, your wife has made me a believer. Oh, God. I'm a, I believe in Bigfoots now. <laughs> I do. You do. I do. You believe in a thing called Bigfoot. I do. <laughs> Just listen to the rhythm of my heart. <laughs> There's a chance it's out there now. It is. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, I, um, I started reading the book, and then I told my wife about a couple of stories, and then she's like, oh, I want to read it two at the same time do you mind and i said i do that's totally bullshit i hate doing that so i was like you read it first you're faster than me because i take a long time to read stuff and she was like oh, okay and then i read another book during that time and i came back and i was like hey you done with the bigfoot book and she's like no but you can 
you just do what you need to do. Okay. And I said, okay. So I just started reading it again, and uh, yeah, I'm on board. I'm on board. The fucking Northern Man is full of you, Bigfoot. I mean, probably. Some of those encounters, I'm just like, like just reading the testimonies from them, I'm like, man, these fucking make sense. <laughs> they really do. Like, some of them, I'm just like, goddamn, that many people saw that same shit? It's true. And they're just like, oh, where's the evidence? Oh, it's gone. Yep. It's gone. It's <laughs> just like, I mean, motherfucker, you had a Bigfoot. Listen, there is there <laughs> is a story in that book that is legitimately insane. The one... The, the one, the X-Files one, is crazy. I haven't got the X-Files one. Oh, okay. So that is actually near the end of the book. Okay. Um, there is one that was like, there were people on the side of the road in government vehicles. Oh, really? And then they were like cleaning something up. <laughs> like That was a fascinating one. Oh, shit. No, I think actually the line that made me go like, you know what? That makes sense. Was the one, it was just the guy who like lived across from like a valley and like he would just go over in the woods and fuck around when yep. he was a teenager. And like he just kept running into them. Yep. And then like one night he like called them out, but like he tried to use like uh, Jane Goodall communication to like talk to them and then he ran away and stuff like that. And then he just like left them alone and went into the military and he was like, I hope somebody finds one. <laughs> he's like, I kind of figured they would by now. But he's like, but you know what? Every time I see any of those idiots going to the woods, they're loud. They're on their phones. <laughs> they get all their fucking gear out. Yeah. They smell, you know, like all this stuff. And he's like, they're 50 miles away from wherever they are. Yeah. Guaranteed. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> like I had like a light bulb went off in my head. I was like, yeah. that guy's right. Yeah. He's true. right. Yeah. And then like right after that, it was like that whole town where like the the woodsman guy and like his daughter were like, it showed up and like killed a pig in his house. Mm-hmm. And then every like, uh, warden was just like, he's an experienced woodsman. He'd know what he saw. So did he see a Bigfoot? Well, I believe he saw a Bigfoot. If he thinks he saw a Bigfoot, <laughs> but you're saying he knows what he saw. He knows what he saw, but was it a Bigfoot? I can't confirm or deny it was a Bigfoot. <laughs> But if he thinks he saw one, I believe him. <laughs> you know, just like it's just yeah. like circular logic. No, it's like true. That. I mean, my only my only issue as a skeptic with Bigfoot has always just been the fact that I'm like, well, what is it? If you don't know what it is, if you don't know mm -hmm. what it is that you're looking for, that's the problem. And that's always been a stumbling block for me. And I mean, it's not a stumbling block for the book because it's not although it's called Bigfoot in Maine, mm -hmm. it's literally just oral histories of people who have seen something that is a hominid-looking ape yeah. in Maine. And it is also newspaper articles. And, like, Michelle is so good at historical research. Well, when she... Uh, that The one where everybody saw it in the town, yeah. when she connected it to the fires, yeah, I was like, oh, shit. I know. I was Fucking like, clever. I was like, there it is. Yeah. They got burned out of their homes. Yep. Now they're in this space where they have to share with humans and they're pissed off. Yep. So they're going to go fuck their pig up. Fuck that <laughs> pig. They're, so they're if, in the woods going, we got to fuck the pig. <laughs> As big feet, we have to make a statement. Our, that's our job. Um, and so Throw if, a boulder at the skinner and fuck the pig. If this interests you from listening to this podcast, Bigfoot in Maine by Michelle Soulier, you can get it at the Greenhand Bookshop. Mm -hmm. She'll sign it for you, whatever. 
It's a fun book. I will recommend not reading it at 10 o'clock at night, which is when I usually do it, because every time I look up at my windows, I'm convinced there's going to be a Bigfoot going, what you reading, pal? <laughs> oh, really? Not our <laughs> secrets, I hope. <laughs> the secrets of Bigfoot. And I go, oh, no, Mr. Bigfoot. <laughs> no, Mr. Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah. No, it really is. It's. I think what everyone is surprised by every time they read it is, A, how well-written it is, mm-hmm. B, how interesting it is. But she connects the dots. She connects the dots. And, like, so much of this stuff, I I have read other books like this, and they've been very boring, and they're very dry, and they're mm-hmm. just like, this is not like that at all, so... People yeah. people tend to be very excited about it, like which said, is why I'm, I'm I'm a believer. Which is why, for the last three fucking months of my life, I've had to tiptoe into the house every time I come home because Michelle is on some Zoom call with a with, Bigfoot with some fucking <laughs> podcast from the UK or mm-hmm. who knows where, <laughs> talking about Bigfoot. It's wild. It's, it's absolutely weird. wild. I'm on board. There's nice. Bigfoot fucking everywhere. If I lose my keys, it's a Bigfoot. I'm convinced of it. It is. It is absolutely Bigfoot. <laughs> They're I in mean, my trash. They're in my listen, backyard. You live in Bigfoot country, so you're probably gonna you're probably gonna see one. There was an ape. There was a wild man of Gorham. Yep. I was like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> He's probably there's still there. A, there's a 20 acre stretch behind my house. Chock full of Bigfoot. Fucking full of big feet. <laughs> I'm convinced of it. I'm not going back there. Don't go back there. It's full of big feet. They're gonna throw rocks at me. <laughs> they. <laughs> And no. knock on knock on trees. I'll be like, what? <laughs> what, bitches? Uh, no. God. <laughs> All right. All right. That's enough Bigfoot talk. Uh, thank you for listening. We are the Coast City Comics Club. You can follow us at Coast City Comics Club on the Instagram. You can follow this store at CoastCityComics.com and at Coast City Comics on the Instagram and uh, purchase stuff from us. Buy all of your Christmas presents from us. Uh, <laughs> every one of them. You know, God um, bless us, everyone. You can buy comic books from us and use them to insulate your home. You can do whatever you want. Um, you could just give us money. You could just send us money through PayPal if you want to. That works and too. And not actually buy anything. You know, whatever. Bring dump trucks full of money and just dump them in here. Convince Tristan to start a Patreon. You could do that. <laughs> yes. Uh, convince us to start an OnlyFans for the store. Either way. It's going to be David. Well, I mean, of course it would be. (laughs) (laughs) Not going to be me. Yeah. Uh, Anyway. (laughs) All right, guys. We love you all. Have a lovely evening. And we will see you next time.